Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Now, when they said that he will deliver us from the fiery furnace, uh, prophetically, it reveals that they are not pre-tribbers. Uh, if you don't know what a pre-tribber is, you will before we get through uh, studying, studying this lesson. Because that's the heart of uh, the, uh, the the doctrine of eschatology, the doctrine of prophecy, the doctrine of revelation, the doctrine of Daniel, the doctrine, uh, the prophetic uh, doctrine in Matthew 24, uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, and, uh, uh, and of course all of the book of Revelation. Uh, the doctrine of pre-tribulation is that Jesus is going to come back and he's going to catch up. He's going to rapture, snatch away, take up all God's children. And they call it the church. They never use the word elect, but they call it the church. Well, it's a misnomer in the first place. Uh, but uh, pre-tribbers say that Christ is going to come back and catch them up before the tribulation. Tribulation uh, is the period of time that's described in Revelation 6 through 18. Chapter 6 through the 18th chapter. Uh, it all describes uh, what Daniel uh, tells us about the time, the abomination of desolation. And that Jesus said when, in answer to the disciples' question, when they said, uh, when they were answering the question, what shall be the sign of thy coming? and of the end of the age, see? And when shall these things be? That is, when shall the stone of Jerusalem be destroyed? What's the sign of thy coming, and what is the end of the age? And Jesus answered by giving the whole lecture, prophetic lecture, on Matthew 24 and 25. And in that chapter, and this was just before Jesus died, just a short time before he died. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't delivered early and then a later change. It wasn't, Jesus didn't have an change. He didn't have an addition to add to this idea. But Christ went back to heaven on the spring, with, after having asserted the fact that immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the Son of Man return. In other words, not before the tribulation, but after the tribulation. So that's the reason why I say that Daniel, these three Hebrew children, were not pre-tribbers. They didn't believe that uh, they wouldn't go through the, uh, the tribulation. See, the days of these chapters in Revelation describe the, uh, the conditions that are going to exist upon this earth under the rule of the Antichrist. And uh, during the days immediately preceding the return of Christ to this earth. And they're going to be uh, terrible. They're going to be given to us just like they are here. This is a picture of it. Revelation 13 describes those that, uh, uh, that you've got to fall down and worship the beast or you'll be slain, see? And uh, so uh, 
these three children, they just, uh, these boys just said, well, uh, well, let us burn. If our God doesn't deliver us, he'll either deliver us from death or out of death. And they were willing to, to take that, uh, rest upon that. And that's the doctrine of post-tribulationism. That, uh, the post-tribulationist says that, uh, the children of God will go through the tribulation, but God will keep them from His wrath that He's going to pour out upon the world. There's a lot of difference between tribulation and wrath. God's wrath is given, uh, in order for, uh, particular punishment and judgment. Just exactly like this. This was a judgment. This was a particular specific punishment only for the three Hebrew boys. Nobody else thrown in there. It was for them. That was his wrath. He was furious. He was in his rage. Oh, he was incensed because they, the, the very fact that they failed to worship him. See, he went into a rage. Well, now that's wrath. Tribulation, the Bible tells us that uh, through much tribulation we must enter the kingdom of God, see? But not through wrath. Not through God's wrath. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. See? I have overcome the world. Not that I'll take you out away from the midst, the presence of tribulation. Now that's what I mean when I say these boys are not free tribbers. Now, if we had a free tribber here, boy, he would be, uh, he, he would be worse than Nebuchadnezzar. Hear what I said here. Oh, he, he, he boy, he, it would, he would blow his top. Now, alright, uh, let, 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 let's proceed. Verse, verse 19, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. See, this is the second time. Over, uh, over in, uh, in a preceding verse there. Uh, see, when, when Nebuchadnezzar heard it, he was full of fury and rage. Verse 13. But now then, uh, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed. Boy, that's his countenance. His face got red. See? And, uh, and was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. Now the liberal says this is a, uh, a nicety of terms, uh, and it doesn't mean that they increase the heat of it. It just meant to show that it was really hot. It was, and that it was a, an experience, not a reality, but it, it shows that these boys got in a tight place. But now Daniel tells us that, uh, 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 at least Nebuchadnezzar thought he had a furnace there that was hot enough to take care of these boys in, see. And <clears throat> then he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fire of furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hose, their hats, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Uh, it was common, uh, has always been common uh, in the, to the ancient world that whenever they killed criminals, put them to death, they'd rob them of their clothing, strip them, 
you know, well, they did Jesus the same way, you know. They, uh, they gambled and cast lots for his garments. Well, they knew that, uh, the, the criminal, they knew he wasn't going to need them anymore. See? And, uh, but, uh, but on this particular occasion, they, they didn't, uh, they didn't, uh, strip these boys. They left their garments on and bound them. Now, whether they bound all three together or bound them individually, and, uh, I, I rather believe that each one was bound individually, but they could have been bound, uh, all together. But if so, uh, that was, would be one of the reasons why they would need the strong soldiers. Nebuchadnezzar specified. He said, I want you to get my strongest men in their whole army. And have them to cast them into the furnace. Now that indicates that they were, uh, put in the furnace from above. That the furnace had an open top. And that explains why having, uh, built an exceedingly hot fire, seven times hotter than normal, uh, in the furnace, that the flames came out and, and licked, put, killed these soldiers that threw, uh, the boys into the furnace. But anyway, the next verse, uh, tells us that war, because the king's, uh, uh, commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fire furnace. Now that's the reason this fell down, don't you see? Indicates that they were put in from the top. Uh, uh, you'll notice that, uh, uh, Bell's God, that is Daniel's God, Bell, Bell, uh, uh, the uh, Nebo and the Nego God, they couldn't even deliver his own men from the presence of the furnace. Whereas now you're going to see that the God of the uh, of the three Hebrew children that he delivered them out of and from all harm and danger. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? See, Nebuchadnezzar had him a peephole, where he could look into that furnace. He's the only one that saw them men in there walking around in that furnace. And buddy, that scared him worse than ever. He, uh, and, and he said, Why, I, I told you to bind them boys. Now then they're loose, walking. And then there's something else startled him, see? He said, they answered and said, True, O king, we cast three boys in there. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire. And they had... That's, uh, in, in the original, it's the son of the gods. Uh, and, uh, but Nebuchadnezzar was saying more, uh, that he, uh, thought he was saying. See? It was just like Caiaphas, don't you know how, 
Caiaphas got up and predicted that one man should die for the nation instead of all of these people let him speak. Well, he was telling the truth. Old Balaam's ass told the truth. And Balaam told the truth. See, he didn't mean to. But, uh, you see, God's behind this thing. And, and so Nebuchadnezzar says, uh, I, uh, I see a force being in there. And, uh, then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fire furnace and spake and now, uh, you see, mouth. Now, that indicates that it has a door down below. See what I'm talking about? Place to clean the ashes out anyway. Huh. Uh, and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Well, man, that's having a good time in there. You see? And then you talk about these pre-tribbers talking about wanting to be snatched away from tribulation. My God sent his angel and closed the mouth, Daniel said later, see. It's God's angel here uh, that's, that's taking care of his boy. And, uh, and, and, you know, the prophecy is, Jesus said, I will keep thee from the hour of trial that's coming upon the earth. He didn't, not going to run away from it. But even in the midst of it, bring us through it. There's no promise that uh, uh, that certain ones are going to uh, uh, be exempted from suffering during that uh, during that time. No, but to the overcomer, there was the rewards. There was the there was the blessing sevenfold in uh, to the sevenfold to the seven churches of Asia of Asia Minor. Well, Nebuchadnezzar. You see, you had to get them, had to call them forth, bring them out. Uh, but, uh, he has, he wanted to know who was that God, you see? Back over in verse 15, uh, uh, what, no, what, uh, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't verse 15, but back up, uh, further back, and Nebuchadnezzar asked, and what God shall deliver you, you see? Uh, out of my hands. Well, now then, he's he's answered himself, hasn't he? And verse twenty-six, the uh, the most servants of the most high God, the high God, he's the one that's delivered it. All right. Verse twenty-seven says, then the princes, the governors, and the captains, and the king's counselors, being gathered together, saw these men. Who? Saw these men. You see, that's kind of like uh, Paul in in First Corinthians 15 uh, by all those old critics and uh, infidels, unbelievers, and, uh, agnostics that didn't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Paul says, "Why, there's 500 people still living. Uh, most of them are still living. And you can go ask them if you don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead." See? All right. Now then, what Jesus is, what God's doing here, He's getting some witnesses, plenty of. Them. All of these rulers, these little uh, politicians in all of the provinces, every one of them saw these boys. And uh, uh, they were being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their heads singed, neither were their coats changed. 
nor this smell of fire had passed on them. Four things. Now that's the reason why they coached these. Normally, the, 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 they would have been stripped of their clothing. But the clothing was left on these boys to show, to enhance the uh, greatness of this miracle. To show that the hose, their turban, they weren't wearing a, a big old helmet, clothes, hose, coat, outer garments, not even very first thing that would have burned up. They didn't even burn. Not only that, they smell of fire. Well, not even on their garments. A miracle, isn't it? Absolutely. That's the reason why these uh, critics say don't believe Daniel. Uh, I don't believe this book. Because this book abounds in miracles. It abounds in, uh, uh, in predictions. And that's what a modernist can't uh, accept. Miracle and prophecy. Prediction. You see, in, uh, the, the, their argument is that in 165... Uh, B.C., during the days of Antiochus Epiphanes, after Antiochus lived, that somebody wrote this book. It was already history, but back then, after it was history, they wrote it as though it was prophecy to take credit for it, see? Now, that's how they say a pious Jew wrote it. A pious Jew wouldn't have, written, wouldn't have double-crossed uh, or deceived his people like that, see? All right? Then, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Now that's the reason why I'm not afraid of the tribulation. I believe God is going to, as they said, the day is coming. According to Revelation, when that same test is going to be, uh, will be given uh, uh, people. Now, he doesn't promise that we'll all be alive, that we will not, it's because there'll be many put to death. There'll be many of God's children put to death during that time. But just like Daniel, like these boys said, but if not, that's not a question of unfaithfulness on the part of God. That doesn't mean that God's defeated. That doesn't mean that God didn't love his children. But if not, we are still going to worship him and not bow down to these gods. So, then verse 29 and 30, the last two verses, Nebuchadnezzar uh, makes a decree. Something wrong with that other decree he made, wasn't it? It didn't, it didn't go just right. He made a decree that everybody was to fall down and, and worship that image. Now then he says, I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Now, what if President Carter would make a decree like that? If he made a decree that uh, all provinces, all states, all counties under his, uh, his superintendency, uh, if they spoke a word against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
see. Nebuchadnezzar, uh, you can say what he wants to. A lot of them burn, wasn't That's right. Uh, and, and, and these boys got a promotion after that. Well, now you can cut that off, though, too, and we'll Let's see. take uh, I, I want to right. ask you two questions. All right. Uh, you didn't say anything about that man Jesus in in there. Yeah. Almost every time you get well, that I think so. I think I think I think it is. I think it's an angel of his presence. I think it's a theophany. Uh, it's called the appearance of Christ in human form prior to his incarnation. And I think it was the same angel that appeared in Joshua. You know, the captain of the host. Uh, I guess uh, I think the, he appeared. The, the other question was: uh, Is did Jesus make any reference to, to Daniel or the Book of Daniel? Yes, Matthew twenty four fifteen. Matthew twenty four fifteen. When ye shall see uh, the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Amen. he didn't say just Daniel. He said Daniel. He's the prophet. See? He wasn't the romancer. No he wasn't the, the statesman or the uh, legislator. Mm-hmm. As far as Jesus was concerned, he was a prophet. A prophet, one who uh, foretells and tells forth the things that God gives him, puts Jesus. in his mind. Jesus and that's what Daniel did. Daniel and, and Paul did too in 11 chapter 2. Yeah. yeah that's, that's enough. Uh, 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 of course, he didn't. Uh, Paul doesn't call him a name. Uh, in Revelation, but he describes his deeds. See? He doesn't name him by name. But he's this. In, in uh, Hebrews 11. Yeah. Uh, just use his name, didn't say anything about his deeds. No. The other way around. He describes his deeds, see? That he had fire to shut uh, the lion's mouth, see? All right, right. All right. Uh, you find Hebrews 11? Yes, verse 13. Now you can do it. But you won't find his name there. In verse 32. Yeah. What do you? Yeah, you won't find Daniel. See? But you'll find his deeds. You'll find his uh, the uh, exhibition of his faith. Is there any other place that Daniel is mentioned other than what Jesus mentioned in twenty-four Matthew? No, that's uh, uh, to my knowledge, that's only only play, uh, two references made to it. Okay. But well, that's not two questions. Yeah. <clears throat> Daniel chapter four, Nebuchadnezzar. The king unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. How great are his signs, and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from generation to generation. Now the first three verses of this chapter uh, tell us that it's Nebuchadnezzar that's doing the writing. This is one chapter in the Bible written by a Gentile king. 
Daniel didn't write this. Nebuchadnezzar's writing. See, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, unto all the people, nation, and language that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. Now, actually, uh, uh, if these three verses were at the end of this chapter, uh, you might understand it uh, a little better the first time you read it. Because these three verses, uh, it, by being placed at the beginning of this chapter, seems to indicate that Daniel, that Nebuchadnezzar had had some experience before the experiences that, he, that he's going to record in this chapter and that he wanted to write about them, that he was going to talk about them. See? He says, now I thought it good to show signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. Well, now, God had given him a dream in the second chapter. Now, Nebuchadnezzar is an old man. He, his, he bows out in this chapter. Nebuchadnezzar passes off of the biblical scene with the concluding of this chapter. And uh, history <coughs> uh, is positive, certain that he reigned, ruled 45 years. And <coughs> so uh, you'll see that he's uh, uh, an elderly man at the time that he writes it. And he says, uh, I want to, he, he gives it as a regular form letter in the beginning, the first paragraph. It's just like, uh, it's salutations and greetings, like, dear sir, or, uh, Dr. So-and-so, and, and gives his title and everything, and so on. But then he says, <clears throat> peace be multiplied unto you. Uh, but now, now, what's the subject? He's going to write about some signs and some wonders that the God of heaven hath wrought toward him and in him. Now, if you've never thought about it or never studied about it, I think God wrought a real change in Nebuchadnezzar. When Nebuchadnezzar passes off this scene, I think he is in the same category as Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. And to be linked up uh, in, in that category. But uh, regardless of that. I think toward me can mean huh? outside and inside too. Yeah, that, that's right. That's what he did in his behalf. Did for him, to him, with him. In other words, these are my experiences. And when he, and when Nebuchadnezzar, now to show you, uh, to back that statement up, Nebuchadnezzar is going to write about some things where he, he puts himself in the awfulest light. If he'd kept his mouth shut, nobody would have known about some of his experiences. See? The world wouldn't, but he's, he's wanting the whole world to know about his ups and downs. He's wanting the whole world to know about his insanity. You think if it hadn't been something done inside of him, he would have never even recognized God in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. When he's down the world, and I mean, they would deny it. And That's right. Explain it away. What king, what man, what king uh, is able, is willing to come right out and talk about the God of heaven? See? Of course, then, uh, today, if you mention Christ, oh, no, you can talk about God, but you can't mention Christ. See? Well, but now, Daniel... 
uh, Nebuchadnezzar talks about Jesus. He, he talked about that, uh, that uh, fourth person. See? Of course, he doesn't understand the theology. It's not given. No one understood it. It wasn't divided up in those days. See, it wasn't all revealed. None of the new had been revealed. There was a limited amount of knowledge uh, as far as understanding different subjects at that time. But as far as knowing God and obeying Him, what to do, they knew nothing of what to do. They knew what pleased God and what displeased Him, see? And they knew what it required to be faithful and what unfaithfulness was. But now, in this chapter, uh, Nebuchadnezzar says, I want you to know, he wants everybody to know the things that had happened to him. What God had done. See? Not just some circumstances, not some happenstances, but the providence of God toward him. He recognizes that, uh, that the things that befell him was the direct result of the hand of God. And, uh, alright, uh, and he knows something about his kingdom, see? His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, see? Dominion is from generation to generation. Well, how long was Nebuchadnezzar's dominion? In all, the Babylonian Empire, all of them, with the king, with his father's reign, and with the uh, with his son, uh, his son's reign, and then with Nabonidus and Belshazzar's reign, all total were just some uh, uh, less than a hundred years. But yet, the kingdom—he knew one whose kingdom was everlasting. You see. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.